Welcome to Catechesis, a digital outreach of First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange. Catechesis is Greek for teaching. That's precisely what we will do with this podcast. Take Christians back to their roots through spoken word and study. Here's your host, Pastor James Goodlett. Welcome to Catechesis, a production of Lewis and Broad Media. My name is James Goodlett. I'm one of the pastors here at First Presbyterian Church. Thank you for joining us here. This is the last week, at least for a while, that I will be soloing catechesis. We will be joined in future episodes by the Reverend Dr. Adam Roberts, chaplain of LaGrange College. We're excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Different take on catechesis. A lot of what we do here, I, I go through and plan what I'm going to say, what's the strategy, where, which direction am I going to take a particular episode. But when we get Adam here in studio, I'll tell you what, you never know which direction we're going to go. It's going to be exciting. It's kind of a wild card. So I hope you'll join us in future episodes. If you'd like to hear other podcasts, go to lewisandbroad.org, including our flagship production, the Lewis and Broad podcast. We just wrapped up season three, which included Jan Stewart-Tolbert's final episode as co-host. So I hope you'll go take a listen to that. You can follow us on social media at Lewis and Broad. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check us out. But now on to our scripture for the week. It comes from the 14th chapter of John, verses 18 through 29. This Sunday here in our church, we are celebrating graduation Sunday. We've got a handful of grads who are going to be walking across the stage and getting that diploma. And so we will be celebrating them this upcoming Sunday. And it's, it's that time of year. You've got all kinds of year-end school year end celebration kind of commemoration things happening. Spring sports are drawing to a close. I got to give a shout out to our LaGrange baseball team going to state championship. Well, they'll be facing off against the North Oconee Titans up in Rome, Georgia. Congratulations to our Grangers. Congratulations to our Grangers. There's field days happening left and right, honors days, all the things. The end is in sight, which is why the scripture for today, or at least for this week, is so appropriate. As I said, it comes from John 14, Jesus' farewell discourse. Jesus is saying goodbye to his people. He's given them one last important Word that he wants to remain with them, the thing that he wants them to remember. I'll tell you what we're doing here in our worship service starting in a couple weeks. We're moving our welcome and announcements to the very end of the service. And the reason why we are doing that is really twofold. Number one, welcome and announcements, there's just no good place to put them in a worship service. They kind of distract or disrupt the flow of a service. But if you put them at the end, like a lot of churches do, people have a tendency to remember what you say. I can imagine that's why a lot of churches have also historically put sermons at the very end. Because we want people to remember what was said, and it's easier to 
grasp onto the very last thing you hear. Well, Jesus is offering his farewell discourse. This is what he wants his disciples to remember. So, really appropriate to be using this scripture, drawing upon it for graduation Sunday. It is what we as the church want our grads to remember. Thank you, lectionary peeps, for choosing this scripture for this Sunday. I know it is exactly what you had in mind. Let's not forget also that it is still Eastertide in the liturgical year. We are still basking in the light of the resurrection. So we need to have that front of mind when we are looking at scriptures like this. Jesus' farewell wasn't really a farewell, but nevertheless, at that moment, these are words that Jesus wanted his people to hear, and it's also what his people needed to hear. Because Jesus is in comfort mode in John chapter 14. He senses the anxiety of his disciples. They know something is afoot. And so he uses the occasion to deliver some home truths, some good truths, what we might call good news. He says here, I will not leave you orphaned. Now that is an interesting word, by the way. I don't use that word orphaned, to be orphaned very often. It's an interesting word. Orphans, most notably children with no parents, they were vulnerable. They are vulnerable. But the scriptures tell us over and over and over again to keep a special lookout for the orphans and the widows in our midst because Orphans were among the society's most vulnerable, most untouchable. Jesus' usage of that word here is not merely incidental. It is intentional. I will not leave you orphaned. I know you will feel vulnerable. I know you will feel afraid. I know you might even feel like an orphan, like your parent has abandoned you, but I promise you I will not leave you in that state. And so he continues, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. There was anxiety in the system. Jesus sensed it. And he needed to address it. And it is notable to me that the disciples, though they might not have fully been aware of it, they were about to go through hell. Just around the bend was some kind of awful. And Jesus wanted his disciples to remember those words. Again, in his farewell address, He wanted them to remember what he had to say so that when they were going through that horrific experience, not nearly as horrific an experience as he would have to endure, but nevertheless, when they would go through that horrific experience, Jesus wanted them to remember that their hearts need not be troubled and they need not be 
afraid. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Goodness gracious, do we not need to hear those words? And I'm not just talking about those graduates who are leaving home. Though these words, I will say, will preach to them. But we need to hear these words. We need to remember them when we hear news about Buffalo. And we need to remember them when we hear news about Laguna Woods in a church, a Presbyterian church during a time when they were in that building. We need to remember them when we hear news about Ukraine or Russia. We need to remember them when we hear news about Roe versus Wade. We need to remember them when we hear about COVID-19. We need to remember them when we hear news about tragic car accidents like the one that just occurred here in our community. We are those disciples, y'all. We need to hear these words Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Now, let me be clear about something real quick. This is not to say that we should not be troubled by these events themselves or try to explain them away and say, it's all good, Jesus is with us. I'm extraordinarily troubled by racism. I'm extraordinarily troubled by bigotry. I'm extraordinarily troubled by violence. I'm extraordinarily troubled by tragedy, by senseless death. I think we all should be troubled by that. I don't think what Jesus is saying here is to refuse to let these things, to allow these kinds of events to trouble us. I think they deeply troubled Jesus. Jesus wept when? At a tomb. He knew what he was about to do when he raised Lazarus from the grave, but he was still troubled in his soul by death, by sadness, by grief. It's not to say that we should not let those events trouble us. And it is also not to say that we should not fight for change that we should not do what we have to do to stop these things from happening so that they trouble us no more. Jesus was all about action. He was all about calling out evil for what it was and what it is. These things do trouble us. But here we have to remember something. We have to remember the big picture, even in spite of, even in the midst of these troubling events. We have to remember that even when those things do happen, we need not be troubled because we are not alone. We need not be troubled because we will not be orphaned. We need not be troubled because Jesus will not leave us behind. He promises here. He promises in our scripture for this week to send the advocate, the spirit, 
to be with us. I have to admit to you, that there are times when I just want to throw my hands up in the air and give up. I asked our staff this week, not necessarily with the scripture in mind, why church? Why do we do church? What is it all about? And the staff was very quick to remember that we need one another. That the church provides a community, a body, through which we are reminded that we are not to do this walk of life alone. And that anything suggesting that we are alone in the parlance of our faith, is nothing short of a lie. The church is the living manifestation and embodiment of the phrase, I will not leave you orphaned. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. You are not alone. And so when these things happen, they may trouble us. They will trouble us. And we are called to respond to them faithfully and actively, not merely through thoughts and prayers. But let's not forget that this scripture is being proclaimed in Easter tide. And we are basking in the light of resurrection. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness will not overcome it. That is good news. Whether you are a graduate, whether you are yet to graduate, whether you are well beyond graduation, it is good news for us all. And that wraps up this episode of Catechesis. Again, go to lewisandbroad.org. You can hear the weekly preached word on our podcast called Kerygma. You can listen to our flagship production the Lewis and Broad podcast. But this week, especially this week, remember who and whose you are. Remember that we are all deeply loved. Look forward to you joining us next time. Thanks for joining us this week at Catechesis. Be sure to follow along on our websites, lewisandbroad.org and fpclagrange.org. See you next week.